The Reseller Hangout Podcast is all about helping you grow, scale, and thrive in your reselling business. We're Rob and Melissa with Flea Market Flipper and have been in the resale biz for over 20 years. Not only do we buy and sell awesome items on a weekly basis, we also coach other resellers how to take their business to the next level. In this podcast, we are committed to bringing you great guests who love to share their tips, tactics that will help you level up in your current reselling business. So let's go. Guys, we're so excited today to have Chris Harder with us. Uh, super excited to talk to him. He's uh, an investor, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and host of the Chris Harder Show. Yep. And not only that, we've been following him for years. So we're very, very honored and privileged to be able to talk to him today. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Guys, it's the other way around. I've been following you guys for a couple of years because I freaking love what you do. You create wealth out of thin air. I'm not even going to go off on like that tangent right now yet. But what you do should be a living, walking, breathing example to every single person out there who feels like they can't get ahead. I freaking love it. Thank you so much. We appreciate that for sure. So, um, but we are, we're very honored to be able to talk to you and, uh, and definitely get some pointers. Chris is amazing. The Chris Harder show, the podcast that he does, that he hosts is amazing. It gives you great tips. Um, I don't know. No, the, one of the biggest quotes that you always say oh. when good people make good money, they can do great things. And I think that is a huge piece. Cause a lot of times there's a big stigma around making more money. Mm-hmm. And, um, for some people, for some people have really struggle with making more money. And what does that mean? Like now I'm guilty that I made money. Like, what does that look like? like what are your thoughts about that? Well, I mean, so that phrase, when good people make good money, they do great things. It really means that at the core, most people are good people, right? And they want to do good things, but without this tool called money, they're kind of limited in the good things they can do. Sure. They can open a door for somebody, Never underestimate how powerful that is. They can give somebody a sandwich or $5. Never underestimate how powerful that is. But if we're really being honest, and sometimes people hate me for this, but if I'm just going to put it on the table, the truth is you're you're putting a Band-Aid on a massive problem each time you do something like that instead of actually creating any meaningful change in the problems that matter to you and the causes that matter to your heart. To create any kind of meaningful change, you need money. As a matter of fact, when meaningful change is made, there's, it takes two types of people at the same time to make that change. The person who is going to be in the weeds, literally doing the work to create the change, and then the person funding the change. And it's usually not the same person, right? It's usually not one person covering, wearing both those hats. We need the good-hearted, loving, caring human beings to you know, go pour themselves into the foundations and find out how to, you know, fix the problems. But we also need the people to pay for the solutions when they come up with the solutions. And so that's why, you know, when good people make good money, they do great things. I firmly believe that everybody listening right now, I mean, they wouldn't be listening to something like this unless they were a good motivated person. I believe that they want to do great things, but they're missing the most important tool and that's money. And that's my mission is I want to unlock people, whether it's through strategy, whether it's through some mindset, whether it's through whatever it is that your block is. I want to unlock people so that they can actually follow through and act on these good hearts that they have. Awesome. I love it. I love it for sure. Yeah. Have you uh, always had this mindset of generosity? Like even before, like maybe you were more wealthy, was this always something that's been with you? You know what? I totally did, but it's not like it was in my DNA. It was is put into me by my, by my parents. And this is a really cool story because I think a lot of people, they hear this and I'm going to be, again, going to be honest, I'm going to put something on the table. 
they hear this, this battle cry of, you know, uh, fix hunger, fix homelessness, fix uh, domestic violence, fix whatever it is that you care about. And they're like, what's wrong with me that I'm not concerned about that right now? What's wrong with me that I'm not motivated to make money to give to those things? Nothing's wrong with you. And it doesn't mean you're not a generous person either. A lot of times you have so much to take care of on your own home field that you can't even care about other people's fields and what's going on right now. And that's okay to be in that spot. So if, if you hear this today and, and you're like, I'm not motivated by these things, or I'm not generous already, or, or I feel like this is just making me feel worse about the way I show up. Don't because there's no way that you're supposed to be showing up right now, but there is a long-term goal of being able to show up and do more for other people. And we're going to get you in position to do that. So to your question, have I always been generous? Yes. Even as a kid, but it's because my parents helped to make me that way. I remember uh, when we'd go to church, we would put more in the offering plate than the average family. And my parents would make us boys put it in the offering plate. And they would explain to us why we give the amount that we give. By the way, I didn't grow up rich. I grew up like Midwest, middle-class type of maybe upper middle-class type of family, right? Um, another example is we would go out to restaurants and, and my parents would make us figure out the tip, us being my brother and I. And um, if it wasn't big enough, they'd say, hey, let's, let's go more. And they would explain why, you know, this, this person is taking time away from their family to serve our family. Uh, and then it just spiraled from there. My, my mom and I, sometimes my brother, we would go out at Christmas time and, and adopt all these families and, and go shopping for them and wrap all the presents and, and go drop them off. And I remember as a, a kid, when your, your opinions on life are being formed so heavily, seeing the difference that that made and that kind of being instilled into me. And so that stuff carried on into high school. I would, you know, again, I'm a high school kid. So it's not like I had a lot of extra money, but I would grab the, the lunch tab or the dinner tab for me and my friends. And I would just do these things. So yeah, it always has been there. And then as an adult, it's just kind of manifested as I've been given more means it's manifested into the way that I want to show up. And, you know, I believe that you have to be an aspirational brand you know, help other people to aspire to be their version of what you're doing so that they can play to their highest. And, and, and that's the type of aspirational brand that, that I want to show up as. Awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I know sometimes we've gotten into back I mean, money's always, you know, been, uh, it's a struggling it time, especially early in our marriage and yeah. still, <laughs> you know, it's always a struggle, but I always would almost get upset sometimes when he was so giving of his time and giving to like, that's just a nature you have too. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'd be like, ah, oh, but we gotta, we gotta make it work. But then he slowly over the years, like you've helped me change yeah. my mindset, like to be like, okay, now you're coming from a place. It's a, coming from a different mental place. Yeah, I think, yeah. of, yeah. And you're not alone, by the way, my, <laughs> my wife, who's the most loving, caring human being on the planet. At first, she was taken aback by this because she wasn't used to it, right? She was like, wait, why, why do you want to give so much of that charity? Wait, why do you want to give so much of that? And it took her a long time to feel comfortable with that because she had her own money stories from the past, whether it was growing up or whether it was uh, early on in her adulthood. And so you can't feel bad. This goes back to what I said earlier. You can't feel bad if this idea of, hey, let's make a bunch of money and give it to other people doesn't motivate you right now. Start with being motivated by what is going to drive you. Maybe it's just getting ahead. And that's a form of generosity, by the way, is if I'm being frank, 
you're not the best parent you can be. You're not the best spouse you can be. You're not the best lover you can be. You're not the best anything you can be if you are bogged down by financial stress. If your mind is always somewhere else, like, how am I going to pay these bills? If you're working seven jobs, you know, and you're not home with your family, that's not the best version of you. It's an honorable one. You're doing what it takes. You're honoring you know, where you're at in the moment. But the truth is there's a better version of you and you can't be that version of you. If you are bogged down by financial stress, you show up like this tired, worn out, stressed out version of yourself and nobody wants that. So it starts at home. If you're not motivated by giving a bunch to charity, that's okay. No one's judging you. Start with giving more to your family, putting yourself into a position where you don't have to be the stressed out, tired version of yourself. Start by showing more generosity to your family by putting yourself in position to be able to be home more with the family, right? It's somebody asked me the other day, they're like, hey, what's your definition of rich? And I said, I think now, because it's always changing, I think my definition of rich is that you get to choose what you want to do and with whom you want to do it and when you want to do it without being restricted by any income source whatsoever. Meaning, if you're like, I want to work with my spouse and I want to do it from home and I only want to do it three days a week, but you also have another income source you have to show up for because it's what helps cover the bill. That's not rich yet. So it's not a number. It's not this place you have to get to. It's a lifestyle of pure choice. You're only choosing to add value in exchange for money because you want to, not because you have to. Anyhow, that was long-winded. No, but I love it because we just listened to your podcast the other day and you talked about choices. Mm -hmm. And, but that doesn't come overnight. Your wife was saying how you worked hard at this for the last four or five years. And she, yeah, she absolutely loves it. But now you're to the point where you do have those choices. And Mm -hmm. the other thing you said, I I really, I really loved was that your definition of, um, of, uh, wealthy or or rich is it's changing. It's changing. So the, when you get to a certain point and you usually would think, Hey, this is, I've made it. It's one of those things that it's changed and it is more about choices that you're able to do this stuff. So I think that's awesome for sure. That's exactly it. I used to think that rich was a destination or a certain number, or when you had a certain set of things or something like, and it's not, it's purely when you are finally able to live a life of real choice, not kind of choice, not mostly choice, real choice. And every single choice you're making is aligned with what'll bring you happiness. That's the destination. And so here's, what's cool for some might be a hundred grand a year for someone else. It might be a hundred million dollars in the bank. It's, it's not a certain number. It's what aligns with your life choices. I love it Um, for sure. One thing that you also said earlier was um, that people come from different backgrounds. So basically kind of what you're saying is you can't let that determine what you're, if you need to change that, then you might have to do the work in yourself to change your mindset on money. Well, that's spot on. Melissa, listen, we all have so many stories that have formed how we see the world. We can't expect one piece of advice or one specific course or one specific person's idea of what you should do. We can't expect that to resonate with everybody because we have so many stories that have formed the way we see the world. We have to take an individualistic approach to number one, wanting to be better. Number two, saying, okay, if I want to be better, what do I have to face? What am I not facing right now? Number three, face it and go find the help or the mentors or the programs or the surroundings that will help you get past whatever your individual stories are that you have to do. And it's, it's real work, but the work comes with a reward. And the reward is no longer struggling, no longer working jobs. You don't want to no longer feeling shame, 
No longer wondering where you're going to put food on the table or rent from. Those are real things that keep people up at night, more people than we realize. And doing the work comes with the reward of getting past the pain of feeling all that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, another thing that I was thinking of, uh, earlier that you were, that we've heard multiple times recently on your podcast was, uh, when, um, prosperity and generosity or they can and can must, and must coexist. must coexist. And I love that. Like, I've never really heard that before. Um, like, where did you kind of put that together? Cause that, I mean, that makes so much sense. Like they really, I, you know, I don't, I just started doing it this season on the podcast. I'm like, you know what? Welcome to the Chris Harder show where we absolutely <laughs> believe that both prosperity and generosity can and must coexist. Because that at the core is, is what I believe to be true. Like those two things, prosperity helps to further generosity and generosity will help to further prosperity and not prosperity in, oh, I'm going to make more if I'm generous, but prosperity in uh, your relationships and, and your satisfaction and right. All the things that actually mean something in life. Those two things go freaking hand in hand. You can't argue that one's going to get stalled without the other one growing. And yeah. so I don't know, one day it came out of my mouth and I was like, you know what? That is <laughs> what I believe. Good. So I started the show with that. I'm I brilliant. Like, There's some great intention behind it. That's the cool thing about having a show. Whatever comes out of your mouth, if you decide you like it, you roll with it. <laughs> no, I, I really and you think stuck with it. I love it for no, sure. It's, it's true. hundred percent true. Yeah, so for sure. They should. That's cool. Um, so you have been able to, with your podcast interview, some amazing people doing amazing, freaking amazing things. So, um, what are some of the stories that you can just some, just an example of something that somebody's able to do because they have the ability to do it? Ah, okay. Let me think about a couple of good ones here. You're testing my recall, and my, <laughs> my old 44 year old brain here. Um, okay. Here's one way back in my early days of podcasting. There was a gentleman who's now a friend. His name is Steve Valentine. He owns a big real estate company. And when I interviewed him, somebody said, hey, you got to interview this guy. He does something really cool where he, he picks a giving goal with his wife and, and then he builds his business around it. So right, that sounds good. It aligns with the show. I had him on. And the premise of what he did was this. He would, in, here's what most people do. They say, oh, I'm going to make some money and whatever I have left over, I'm going to give with that. He said, what if I game the system to improve my own results. If I really believe in giving and making a difference, which he does, it really drove him. So what if I picked a big, audacious, scary goal and committed to it in January before the year was starting? And then I had to find a way to earn enough money to live up to that goal. So he and his wife did it and they tested it one year. And I forgot what it was, but let's just say it was $50,000. And it was scary, but it made them say, all right, we got to go create some more income. And they did, and they hit their goal, and they had the best year of their lives. So then I was like, okay, wait a minute. Or they were like, wait a minute, this really works. So the next year, they picked something really scary, like 250 grand, like a great big jump. They didn't see the path on how they were going to get there, but it forced them to find the path. You understand the importance of that? It forced them to find the path. Sure enough, they found the path. They hit their giving goal because it forced them to create even more income, hire more realtors, make riskier investments, like you name it. So that was one of my favorite stories because it flipped. On, on its head, how I saw the, the power of giving. It wasn't just helping other people. Now, if you committed, if it really drove you to give a certain number to a certain cause that really mattered in your heart, you were going to have to find a way to perform highly enough in order to be able to meet that goal. And I just thought that was a really cool story. I think another one is, there's a kid out there. I say kid because he was like 19 years old when I interviewed him. He's also become a friend, but um, his name is Joey Spears. And 
he was 19 and he made this commitment. He said, I want to give $20,000 this year. Now that's a lot of dang money, right? Especially to, for a 19 year old kid. So I want to give $20,000 this year. And again, this was like in the beginning of the year. And um, he wasn't even making six figures at the time. So you can imagine like how intimidating of a goal that was. And he, he told the world, he's really good at social media, Instagram, Facebook, podcasts, you name it. He told everyone he came in contact with, I'm finding a way to give 20 grand this year. I'm starting this program and I'm going to give this much of this program. I'm getting this uh, contract because he has a big branding agency. Well, back then it was a baby branding agency. Now it's a big one. Um, and I'm going to get this contract. I'm going to give X percent of it. And sure enough, the kid hit his $20,000 giving goal at 19 years old. Wow. That's crazy. How many 19 year olds are even thinking of that? Uh, so it's stories like that, that I think are really awesome where the, the drive to make a difference actually ends up making a big positive difference in their own life. Cause once you build that muscle of, you know, reset that site of what you think a lot of money is in order to hit a goal that really drives you, you never go back. Yeah. I love it. You're changing my mindset right now. <laughs> okay. Now we got to go. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah now, now, now you guys are going to go and you're set a giving goal and yes. heck or high water. You're going to get it. You yes, get there. for sure. That's one thing that does come up and, and we are going to ask you this as well. Um, the saying that, you know, uh, money actually uh, magnifies who oh, you yeah. are. Mm-hmm. So that giving nature, and I liked how you said your parents did this. They, they made you figure out the tips or they make you do the offering and stuff like that. So you were aware of what was going on um, and it instilled that givingness inside of you. Um, yeah. What, what could you say to that? You know, people who are generous with a little bit, when they're entrusted with more, it should magnify that. Is, is that correct? Well, it's really true. And I see it all the time, right? I don't have a single friend. I don't have a single rich friend who isn't a great human being that does lots of great things. And you only get to see maybe a quarter or a third of what they do. um, And the rest of it, you don't get to see, right? So it doesn't quite land on you the way it does when you see the opposite, because it does make you more of who you are. So let's say someone who's just naturally kind of a, a jerk, they fall into a lot of wealth. They're just going to be jerkier. They might have a go buy that Bugatti and, and cut you off on the highway. And you're going to say, see, look at that rich asshole. I don't know if I'm going to swear on here, but look at that rich asshole. Um, and, and boom, right there, you just formed an opinion that rich people are jerks because it's easy to see when someone's just being loud. It's easy to see when someone's being brash. It's easy to see when somebody does something that interrupts your day and upsets you. It's more difficult to see someone who is donating quietly to a charity. It's more difficult to see someone who's uh, put themselves in position to go volunteer one day a week because they don't need to work that day. It's more difficult to see those things because they're just not splash factors, to be honest, right? They don't interrupt your psyche the way that someone being a jerk does. So the problem is the way that we work psychologically, it's easy for the few jerks out there with a lot of money to form this lasting impression on you that people with money must become jerks instead of the things that are not very powerful and lasting on your psyche, um, which is, you know, seeing the good people giving that just doesn't land on you the same way. And so you have to really work to find evidence to back up the beliefs that you want to have. Listen, every single day, evidence is going to land in your lap and it's going to reinforce the way you want to see the world. If you want to see the world that rich people are jerks, you're going to find plenty of evidence for that. If you though want to believe that when good people come across good amounts of money, they do great things and you start purposely looking for evidence of that, then that's the evidence that's going to start landing in your lap all the time. 
So be very careful what you want to believe about the world because it's going to shape the way you do see and do live in the world. It's always a choice. People think it's, it's just the way it is. And it's not. It's always a choice. Both are going on simultaneously. Choose which evidence you want to find to support the way you want to see the world that will empower you to become who you want to be. That's one reason I also love listening to your podcast because you're always very optimist. <laughs> Positivity. It's huge. Yeah. It's contagious for sure. And he's that way too. And so sometimes I, it's too much. I <laughs> know it's good, but it's changed my outlook too. Cause I tend to be a more of a, a negative person. Like I, I'll see something and my immediate reaction is to not be positive yeah. about it, but mm-hmm. you helped me change and, that a little bit. And what you're saying totally makes sense. And because if a rich person or a wealthy person, you know, starts flaunting what they're doing for the poor, yeah. you're like, yep. look at that guy. He's, he's showing off. So it, it's like a lose, lose. So I, I totally get it for sure. It, yeah. And it's definitely yeah. in your mindset. You know, it's funny because it's such a touchy subject. People are like, Oh, you're not supposed to talk about when you give and all that. I call bullshit on that because we need every single person that we can to create a positive chain reaction through their actions, right? So no different than you've heard it a million times. Someone goes through a coffee drive through and they're like, oh, I'll buy the coffee for the person behind me. And the person behind them hears that and they say, oh, that's a good idea. I'll buy it behind me. And before you know it, 80 cars later, everyone got free coffee, right? Free, 80 free acts of generosity. Well, the same thing happens in, in the regular world. If somebody actually shares, hey, I saw this guy on the side of the road, so I gave him a hundred bucks. If someone actually shares, Hey, um, I heard that a neighbor was getting evicted. So I went and I paid up all the rent. When people share those things, it reminds busy people with good hearts who are just caught up in their days, forgetting to be generous. It reminds them to stop and pause and be generous themselves. And it creates a positive chain reaction. We actually have a responsibility to shine a spotlight when we do good things to remind the good person next to us. Oh yeah, that's right. I want to do that later today too there's, you can really affect the world. You actually can't see how deep it goes when you share an act of generosity and then someone else does it and they, someone else sees that and they do it and someone else sees it. It's a really powerful thing. And a good rule of thumb. So you don't feel like, well, now I'm sharing everything I do is 50, 50. That's it. Uh, I once asked Scooter Braun, I don't know if you guys know who that is, but he manages like Rihanna and all them. And, uh, I once asked Scooter Braun, I'm like, hey, I know that you're generous. I know that your family's generous. Uh, his brother is the founder, his brother Adam's founder of Pencils of, of Promise. Okay, yeah. And uh, I said, what's your, your policy on giving? Like, do you feel a responsibility to, to show it or do you keep it hidden? And um, he's also Justin Bieber's manager. He said, you know, I taught Justin a long time ago, show half and, you know, hide half. Basically, that's their policy. So show half of the good things you're doing and do the other half just for you to keep you grounded and that you're doing it for the right reasons. And that's a cool policy. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And we can definitely relate to that because we started doing the Christmas. Remember? Yeah. The envelopes, uh, Shalene does. Shalene does it. Yeah. Oh my God. Right. So wait, you saw them do it. I remember this Christmas two years ago, right? They shared it. They're out there as a family and they shared it. You saw them do it. They shared unapologetically and it gave you the idea, right? Yep. Absolutely. So we've done it the last two years and now our kids are doing it. And so, and we shared the last two times we've done it. So hopefully that inspires somebody else. Yeah, for sure. That's that awesome. Is the most perfect example of it working. That is what I just talked about in action. I love <laughs> yep. that. Yep. For and sure. it is, it does feel sometimes like it's like, okay, we're going to share this because it is an act of kindness, but then it's like, okay, well, how much is bragging? We don't want to be bragging. So like, I mean, we didn't show like the amount. No, we put was, money in the cards and then we go the and give them to people, but yeah, we don't want to brag about it. But at the same time, it's just one of those acts of service of going out yeah. Christmas Eve or Christmas day for yeah. people that are this working. It's creepy that you brought that up. I have chills right now <laughs> because uh, Brett 
from Brett and Shalina, you just talked, mm-hmm. he texted me something this morning. I was texting back and forth. And I actually randomly thought of that. This is so weird that you brought that up. While I was at the gym, I thought of that this morning. <laughs> that's funny. Well, you brought it up. We just showed what you were saying is true. Weird. So that's awesome. Yeah, but I didn't bring them up. That's a small world right there. <laughs> it is. That's cool. Yeah, because we do. We probably should share a little bit more because we do like sometimes it's hard. You know, we we've seen other people in different businesses be successful. So we like to see that success. So we are drawn to that and we want to do that. So then the same with the giving. Um, but then so we share like some of our flips. We, you know, we show, share like what we bought it for, what we sold it for to help other people know what's possible. But then some people come like, oh, you made too much profit. You shouldn't be making that much. And then they assume that we're not giving back. Like they, they just assume that in their mind. And so it gets kind of a, I don't know, on social media. And you know what, (laughs) right. There's what holds people back, right. There's what holds people back is people are literally afraid to make enough money to make a difference because they're worried that one person is going to come along and say, oh, you made too much on that flip. Oh, you charged that client too much. And what happens is people like that, they hold themselves and they hold their entire circles back, right? So they're not just holding themselves back. They hold their entire circles back because now everyone's tiptoeing around, not wanting to make too much money because they're afraid of somebody judging them. And we, none of us want to be judged if we're being honest. So it's funny because I, will, I would imagine 10,000 people see that flip when you share it and they're inspired and motivated and excited and a bunch of them rush out to yard sales and everything else that they wouldn't have done that Saturday or that Sunday because you planted that idea in them and they flip something and make some money. Now their family has more money, right? 10,000 people probably go have a positive result. One prick shares their insecure opinion and it makes you take pause about sharing again. And if you don't share again, now the 10,000 families that got the idea and got motivated, mm-hmm. they don't go out and do it. So you need to stand up for making a positive chain reaction and not judge the people that say the, the garbage, just ignore them because it's a reflection of where they're at. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I know I've been trying to think of, Gary Vee says that all the time yeah. too. And I try to listen to, I got to listen to that part. And <laughs> it's not, it's, it's a reflection on them. Yeah. So yeah. we're there at. So um, one thing I did want to also ask you, you're at an amazing place right now where you're, you can give, but what about somebody start like kind of at ground zero? I know you went through that back in 2008, I think. Yeah. So, 2008, but, 2009, we started from below zero, right? You had to start all over again. Um, here's my advice for that. Start building your, your giving muscle early. For example, Tony Robbins is famous for saying, if you don't give a dollar out of a hundred, you're not going to give 10,000 out of a million. You think you are, it's the same percentage, but you're not gonna. So you have to start building that giving muscle early the way my parents did in us. And it's never too late. If you're listening to this and you're 30 years old and, and you've never really built that muscle at all. And you feel like, wait, I literally don't know where I'm going to make rent from this next month. And this guy's telling me I'm supposed to start that muscle, that muscle early. Well, you can start that muscle by volunteering a couple of hours to help somebody with something. That's a form of giving. You can start that muscle by maybe jumping on a webinar and sharing one skill that you have, like you guys do the way you share your, your flipping skill set. Um, that's an example of giving you can, I don't care what position you're in. You can take a dollar a freaking dollar and you can go give it to somebody because something really special happens when you do that. When you give a dollar, when you, even when you feel like you don't have any money to give, when you give a dollar or any amount of money away, 
it signals to you intuitively that you have abundance because the truth is you wouldn't be able to give something away if you didn't have it to give away. So if you go give even a dollar away, it signals something inside of you, gives this dopamine hit that, wait, I do have abundance. I can replace that dollar. And that starts, it's a little seed that starts to grow and say, well, if I have abundance, then I can probably find and create to attract more abundance. And next time you're given five and that signals to you intuitively, wait, if I could give five, because I knew I could replace that $5, even though I'm in a tough situation, then I could probably find a way to find and replace 10 and it grows and it grows and it grows in you. So start building that muscle early because you're going to love having that muscle when you finally get where you're trying to go. Such great advice. That is awesome for sure. And I like how you said, it's not all about the money either. It's about investing or, uh, or giving away your time. Yeah. That's if you can do that in volunteering, some people don't think of that as giving, but it absolutely is. So that is amazing. That's an awesome take on it. Yeah. It's a great way to start building that muscle. If you literally don't have a dollar to give, then find another way to build that giving as a muscle. It's not a thing. It's a muscle. So find something to give to start building that muscle. It's like, you know, some people go to the weight and they start with 20 pound or they go to the gym. They start with 20 pound dumbbells. Some people go to the gym and they start literally with nothing in their hands, just doing the motions. Cause that's all they can do. Start where you're at, but at least go to the damn gym and do the damn motion. Yes, awesome. absolutely. So where can everybody go find you at Chris? So, uh, you can find the show at, uh, Chris The podcast is right there. It's Chris Uh, but what I would love if everybody did I know how hard it is when you are tied up in a stressful world, financial stress. I know how hard it is to wake up on the right side of the bed. And the challenge is this. If you wake up with the wrong view of the day in your situation, then everything compounds against you, right? You're already seeing the world as a tough place. And so for years, I've woken my wife, Lori, up to a mantra. Every single morning, I wake her up. I say, hey, babe, I'm happier, healthier, wealthier, more fit than I was yesterday. And I make her say it back to me. It's like a love-hate thing that we have together. And because uh, I'm like waking her up to it. And one day she said to me, she's like, you know what? I don't wake up naturally happy. And that helps to change my view right away. You should send that out to everybody else who needs it too. And that stuck with me. So we created a text list. And I now text thousands and thousands of people every single morning when I wake up a positive money mindset or a positive business perspective mantra every single Monday or every single week, Monday through Friday, when I wake up and the responses I get are the coolest things on the planet. And uh, it's just turned into this really neat thing. It's totally free, right? It's it's my way of helping you choose what color lenses you want to see the day through. Cause if you can control your first 10 minutes, you can control your morning. And if you can control your morning, you can control your afternoon. And if you control all that, you can control the outcome in the sex, in the success, not the sex. Maybe you can control that too, (laughs) but the success for the day. And so um, if you guys text me the word daily to 310-421-0416, again, text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. I'll put you on that list. And I'll text you every dang morning when I wake up a positive way to see the world. Awesome. I we'll, love it. We'll put that underneath the, the video as well so that yep. you guys can make sure you text that. Um, and yeah, for sure. Chris, thank you for doing this with us, man. This is so amazing that you agreed to do this and we greatly appreciate it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for all that you do. Other way around. This is my pleasure. I love connecting with you guys. I love what you're doing. Keep it up. I love seeing your flips. Thank you so thank much. You so much. 
We want to thank you so much for spending your valuable time with us. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review and share this episode with your friends. We are so incredibly grateful to be on this flipping journey with you. Woohoo! We'll catch you on the flip side.